The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 360 of the Spanish Announce Table. I'm Tim. That's Tom over there. Holy hell, man. What a, what a what? crazy week of professional wrestling, right? We're coming hot off of AEW Dynamite. Thank you for tuning in on the YouTube live stream. If you just watched Dynamite, we're going to get into all that. Later, we'll go out to the fans, talk about what you want to talk about. A lot of you want to talk about Survivor Series. This is the Thanksgiving episode. You see, we got Gobbledy Gook hanging out here. Uh, <laughs> I call him Gobbledy Gook. Uh, you Whatever. Know, like a little yeah, pet sure. name. Um, he calls me T, you know? Uh, anyway, so, uh, we're going to talk about that and tweet the tables a lot, and then we're going to hit you up with some news on the way out. You know, normally we, we like to hit you up with the news at the front, but man, it's dynamite, dynamite, dynamite. It's Wednesday night, and it was a dynamite of a show. Tom, do you got anything else to fill people in on before we get into it? No, so let's get right into it. As uh, some of you are joining us on the YouTube uh, right now, this is a Wednesday night, not a Thursday night, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We have families. We want to do our family festivities. So we want to do a special instant reaction to AEW Dynamite. And good night was this a hell of a show. AEW Dynamite, AEW in general, always kicks it off with a banger. Whether it's the match or in this case, an extended promo, which I think is probably the longest promo in AEW history. I know they've only been around for, you know, less than three years, I think it is. But still, we got to kick it off in Chicago, Chicago's favorite son, CM Punk, making his way down to the ring. He thinks he's going to take on our best friend, Cutie Marshall, but he does not. At least he does not uh, in the first segment. MJF interrupts the match by coming out and doing his own promo segment with CM Punk, giving it back to CM Punk from last week who interrupted him during a promo segment. And Tim, these two went after it. They jab after jab after jab, uh, body blows, a little how's your father, a little uh, hashtag never forget. I mean, good night. What did you think of all this stuff? Because I thought it was incredible. Uh, I loved all of this, man. Um uh, just some of the lines in there about, you know, hitting at Cena, hinting at Triple H, just bringing uh, up the yeah. UFC stuff, bringing up uh, how MJF has a poster of CM Punk. I mean, calling him a less famous Miz, right? Oh, my All of goodness. Great. All of it's great. Yeah. And I, it, it was, it's so good that I feel like we could just do a podcast about that promo. But the thing that I like the most about the promo is it delivered on our expectations, at least for me. Now, maybe, you know, obviously the internet is always going to have someone who's like, well, they could have been shorter, you know, whatever. Yeah, right? whatever. Right. But we talked about, oh, my God, CM Punk is in AEW. What are some dream matches? And we named, you know, the people and things like that. But one of the things that we said was, can you imagine a promo of MJF versus CM Punk. And I think it kind of got into this stratosphere of like, it can't live up to our expectations. And this one knocked it out of the park. And here's the fun thing to consider. Uh, this is the first week, right? We don't know when this match is going to happen. Could happen next week. I don't think it will, but we don't have a date of MJF versus CM Punk. So this could go on for a month could go on for six weeks we have no idea but this was only week one and they're at this bar right here i can only imagine what they're going to say in the coming weeks on you know their own social media accounts or on dynamite or on the youtube channels that the, or youtube shows that they have it was incredible 
But where do you think we go from here? So that was the promo segment after the match, or excuse me, after the segment, we did get the match of Cutie Marshall versus CM Punk. CM Punk gets the victory, but we're obviously focused on, well, he couldn't do it tonight because of scheduling. He wrestled, right? Like it made sense. Hey, I know. Yeah. He really, he's begging though. Yeah. But by the way, we know they're watching. Thank you so much to Thunder Rosa for liking a tweet while we were doing uh, the live tweet on at table show on Twitter. Cheers. So thank you so much, Thunder Rosa, one of our favorites. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, Mar- Cutie Marshall and CM Punk had their match. But the story is MJF, CM Punk. And again, with a new promotion and new creative forces behind the scenes. We don't necessarily know where we're going to go, but before I give you my hot take, cause I always like to do it. I wanted to give you uh first off, we got a comment from Katie, the first lady. Now she says, Hey, can't stay long getting ready for getting ready for Thanksgiving, which thank you so much for taking the time to join us, but just wanted to give quick thoughts. Again, this is from Katie, the first lady survivor series can suck an egg. I like the pun there. CM Punk and MJF was straight fire. Happy Thanksgiving. And Katie, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you so much again for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, Kata! Kata's on the chat. Oh, so great to hear from him. Talk to him on Twitter. Again, at Table Show during AEW Dynamite. But he did, uh, he did a happy Turkey Day, America. Uh, we're silly. Americans are just silly. I mean, what are we doing? Right? It's a weird holiday. Again, the promo segment out of this world amazing i think where we're gonna go and i'm a little nervous because i think we kind of just did it already and i don't think we need to go to the well too often but i think we might do the mjf says cm punk you want a piece of me you've got to earn it right you've just been doing this uh little you know uh holiday tour of don't we love cm punk i'm gonna make you go through sean spears i'm gonna make you go through wardlow i don't think it's gonna be like the five labors of jericho type of thing but i don't think right off the bat it's gonna be mjf cm punk i think this is where we might get wardlow versus cm punk which again breaking kayfabe here for a second if you recall on tony Khan's sheet that was unfortunately leaked by that photo it had wardlow versus punk and i think that's still the plan and so i wouldn't be shocked if this is where the dissension between mjf and Wardlow comes in where mjf is like oh punk you want a piece of me piece of me you're going up against wardlow and wardlow's like what again like i just i had to fight jericho now i gotta fight this guy fuck it all right fine and then we're gonna get some dissension between those two Eventually, I think CM Punk does beat Wardlow, and then we get to MJF. But that's where I—that's th- where my crystal ball—that is what my crystal ball is saying right now. All right, um, I'm excited for that. We can get it. Yeah. So that was the first segment. Again, awesome segment. We got into the match. A little criticism, I will say, about the uh, Cutie Marshall CM Punk match. For as great of a promo segment as that was between Punk and MJF, I was expecting. That, in, that CM Punk would be pissed, right? He would be a man on fire, a man on a mission to, to prove a point to MJF that he isn't this gray-haired has-been, that he can still go with anyone, right? I would have had him run through Marshall, right? Just been like, this guy's not on my level. You think I'm struggling with these opponents? Watch this. And he didn't, right? 
Cutie Marshall got some offense in. CM, or excuse me, uh, Jim Ross even said, like, this wasn't the most best outing from CM Punk. So maybe that's the story we're getting a little bit from this feud. But if it was me, I would have had him just run through Cutie Marshall while MJF was maybe still on the stage, right? Just do a punch, punch. Uh, go to sleep one two three mjf still up on the stage he's staring him down that's our match right because cutie marshall getting buried there's worse things in the world right no one's really that upset that that happened Don't say that about our best friend you know what i'm getting at here but after that i was rooting uh, for cutie so hard i was like cutie hit him with the cutie cutie bomb or whatever the cutie the cutie yeah, trip the, the qt yeah, trip he should do a sponsorship See, and have a trip. That can move. just be a drop toe hold. Cutie, hit us up. We'll give you. We got some the ideas. We had your faction name lined up yep. for you. We've got your finisher now. Cutie, we're taking you to the top. Taking it. Get on, on here. Move. We'll ask you Cinco Preguntas. Uh, you know, sorry, we can't make that happen. We keep screwing that up. It happens. It, holidays, so holidays. So hey, holiday season. Holiday season. Yeah. Hey, but after that uh, match, we go to backstage. Uh, we get Christian and Jurassic Express talking about how they're on a roll they're killing it and christian was like you know what you do when you're on a roll you go after the best essentially i'm paraphrasing here and he ends the segment with saying like it's my mission to make you guys the tag champs and that's odd right yeah yeah because he's not a manager right he's not tully he's not arm yeah you're not getting a you're not getting a contractual cut of the purse here he's not matt hardy right this isn't the hardy family office just likes young fellas but and that's fine it's 2021 who cares going in 2022 but unless it's like a sandusky kind of a thing going on they're a little uh, yeah they're all consenting adults don't don't (laughs) they are consenting well i mean are they coerced or are they consenting well hey 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 hey, let's stay on for us to decide right exactly (laughs) i think AEW has been doing an amazing job of not going to the pro wrestling tropes, right? Two friends are together. Well, then they leave each other. That means one has to turn on the other, right? Like the inner circle comes and goes like they work against American top team, but FTR then gets bought out by Andrade. Sammy Guevara is a TNT champion, right? But then they come back when they need to. So AEW doesn't do the whole got to split them up. However, with this Christian and Jurassic Express, I still think we're going to get something that goes back to the battle Royal when Jurassic or excuse me, when jungle boy eliminated Christian and him just not getting over that. And something I think is going to happen between those two. I don't know what it is, but that's my gut feeling. And again, I just thought it was a weird motivation for someone, you know, in the twilight of his career, even though he's doing amazing things, but he's not a young, you know, young athlete here to be focused on two other guys getting a tag team championship opportunity or, or becoming the tag team. Yeah. Champs. That did, that struck me as odd a little bit too. I mean, I know they're buddies, but like, yeah, right. It just yeah. it felt a little different again. Right. Th- that makes me think we, we got something more than what we're telling the audience right now. Uh, after we got that, then we go to another backstage promo, the promo God, Eddie Kingston. And look here, I said it on Twitter. I'll say it on the podcast. Ah, so Death taxes, and Eddie Kingston will always get interrupted in a backstage promo. Here it happened again. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out, and they get personal. They get real personal real quick. They bring up the John Moxley stuff. They talk about how Eddie should have been a better friend, because if he was, then John Moxley wouldn't be in this position. And then 
we get a melee, we get coffee in the face, and I thought it was a knife. I looked back again, it was actually a fork, but still, nonetheless, uh, we get Eddie Kingston trying to kill the the bastards with a fork. Yeah, for he him. was going for that fork. That Those guys went from, like, pro wrestling fake holding Eddie Kingston back to, like, dude, don't get the fork, dude, don't get the fork. Because, like, as Eddie Kingston's, like, trying to work, I'm going to kill mm-hmm. the guy with a fork, he might accidentally hit the guy who's trying to fake hold him back, you know? So they know, like, just please don't get the fork, Eddie. Please don't get the fork. Please don't get the fork. I loved it. And then he just like, all right, fine, I'm flipping this table over then. (laughs) (laughs) I have some type of aggression. So real. I loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Excited for Friday night. Again, Black Friday, uh, AEW Rampage. We get Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston. I'm still, look. Like I said, the MJF CM Punk promo out of this world, probably one of the best promos in AEW short history easily could be said, right? However, I still wish we were getting Eddie Kingston CM Punk. I thought we were, we still had some more meat on the bone, as they say, and we could have told a little bit more of a story. But nonetheless, Eddie Kingston is obviously getting cheered, so let's make him a baby face. We don't need to make CM Punk getting booed because he hasn't hit all the towns yet. So we gotta we gotta have the whole country sing the song before we turn him heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to see where Eddie Kingston goes from here. Yeah, I I, I, I like it a lot. Now uh, we get back into the ring. We get, this is the biggest miss for me. And the only reason it's a miss is because of who the heels are in this program. But we get the Gun Club versus mm. Bear Country. And the Gun Club essentially squashed Bear Country, which I yeah. thought was weird. They really are pushing this Gun Club recently. They were on Rampage, you yeah. know, making, making them look a fool. And now... You know, I get, hey, look, I get Billy Gunn is a big dude. He's got all the muscles. He'd probably beat a lot of dudes up. But here's again, I hate to criticize just to criticize is what I'm getting at. But like, I don't want to see Billy Gunn. You know what I mean? Like, Sting is a different story. Sting was someone who was the pillar, and we can get into that conversation in a little bit, but the pillar of. WCW, the Billy Gunn was never, you know, in that position. So it's not like I'm clamoring for more Billy Gunn matches. You know what I mean? And so if you're going to have Darby Allen and Sting go up against the gun club, I just wish it wasn't the gun club, right? Like Mm -hmm. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia versus Sting and Darby Allen. I'm into that, right? Like that's a fresh new matchup and some dynamics that would be fun. Gun Club, though, I think the, the kids, I call them kids, the tag team are, is fine. I think Billy Gunn looks uh, exhausted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his you whole body I mean? looks exhausted from the yeah, uh, you know? supplements, right? They, yeah. You know, they're supplementing his diet, right? Yeah. Um, he's still on the WWE diet, even though he left WWE. So, you know, he, mm-hmm. it takes its toll on a body, especially of a man of his age. I think he's like 87 years old, so... You know, it we, don't fact check. It yeah, we don't fact check. Yeah, we don't fact check, so it could, could be. Uh, Cataclysmic in the chat says, Bear Country cut a great promo on Dark, and I did not watch Dark this week. I don't know if you caught that. We'll have to go back I and take a look yet. at Bear Country cutting a great promo on Dark. Well, so, and this is one of the things, again, going back to that uh, Cutie Marshall CM Punk match, mm. make that the squash match and give yes. that time to Bear right. Country and Gun, Gun Club, because Gun Club should not be that far 
ahead of Bear Country. You know what I mean? So that should have been a more competitive matchup. And then Marshall and Punk, that can be the one where we just run through the person. Yeah, I just really, I don't... I don't get the gun club thing. I love the gun club in a different setting, right? If we're talking about, um, you know, dark elevation or even on dynamite in a different spot against a different person where he's trying to bring his boys up as a tag team, right? Like he's trying to push them that extra mile. Maybe they've got a little bit of problem of being young kids wanting to play video games or go out with the ladies or something. He's like, hey, hey, focus, tag team championships, mm-hmm. guys, right? And they're like, that's right, 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 yeah, yeah, gun club, yeah, all the way, right? And then he's got to kind of refocus them. And a little story like that, you can go face or heel with that easy. You know, I love that kind of thing. This here where, like, they are fighting Darby and maybe Sting, is that mm-hmm. what we're getting? Are we getting a gun club versus Darby and Sting? I'm really I'm done with the Darby and Sting tag team and kind nah. of the relationship as a whole. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's still fun. No? I still like that. Yeah, I still like that. I still like the dynamic. I still like how Sting's being used as a mentor for Darby Allen. I just think the gun club hasn't built up enough clout to be the team that runs through other teams. And then also, I just their attitude doesn't fit their persona, right? They're the remember during the pandemic, uh, the balding, uh, the fatter. Uh, uh, of the brothers was the one that was going crazy, jumping up and down, becoming the crowd when there wasn't a crowd, right? Like that's him. I know he does some, uh, some rapping uh, on the side. He, he's a charismatic person. He's not this daunting, big muscle man who I'm going to come in and beat your ass. He's not that right. Like that's not him. And that's how they're presenting him. At least how I feel like they're presenting him. And that just doesn't like do that with someone right. else. Yeah, please. And again, yeah, I don't like it. Billy Gunn. Think you're great. I don't want you on dynamite. If, if we've got the wingmen out there, pretty Peter Avalon, JD Drake, Ryan please. Nemeth, if we got those guys not making dynamite, but the gun club is, God that's damn, where we're messing man. up a little. The wingman and Pretty Peter. I, yes. Come pretty, on. A two-on-one match with JD Drake and Peter Pretty Peter Avalon versus Darby Allen. I'm in for that. A oh, oh. million percent. Oh, I'm the, in for so many uh, wingman things, right? Nights yeah. out on the town, feuds with other groups, like just I, I love it all. Love it yeah. all. And, and the and the story you could tell again. You want a little bit of quick uh, T Mac story time. The story you could tell is pretty Peter Avalon and R- Ryan Nemeth want to make over Darby and Sting. They think this clown show shouldn't be in a company like AEW. And there you go. That's their motivation. I want fresh matchups. I want new stars. I'm being a little bit of a stickler again. Small criticism that I went a little bit long on, but nonetheless, it's our podcast. Mm. Uh, Next up, next up, we get an announcement for Battle of the Belts, essentially a clash of champions, but now titled for AEW. What do you think of that? Interesting, right? Uh, They're going with the whole Battle of the Belts thing, right? Like, is is a fun. It's a Saturday night. It's going to be on TNT. It's a special kind of feels like clash of champions back in the day. Uh, that WCW used to do, where you could call in and make your own matchups. Remember that? You could call a hotline and say, I want Sting and Ric Flair to take on Doom or whatever it was, you know? Uh, so I like that aspect of a throwback to, you know, when I was a kid. I just wonder, I wonder how the matchups are going to be. Like, are they actually going to be for the championships? Because one thing AEW is doing, specifically with Britt Baker, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, is the whole beat the champion 
and then you get a championship opportunity. We didn't like that in WWE. We've done that now twice with Britt Baker yeah, with Abaddon and now however, Rio. Like, this one kind of, like for this, it's a hey, it was a Rumble match or whatever it was, right? She didn't Better get eliminated. Run. So it's not necessarily that like she's the number one contender because she got eliminated. It's that like we should see would she have beat you? And then she would have got the shot that you had, right? Like But then just make it for the championship. Just make it for the championship. Yeah. You know? Like Yeah. Well, we've seen before in days past where it was like here's a non-title match and if you beat the champion, they just never said it before. It was just by like by, by happenstance the champion mm-hmm. fought non-title matches sometimes as like exhibition matches if right. you will. But mm-hmm. gone are those kind of days, you know, yeah. but uh, you know, maybe bring some of that back, right? Just be like we see the champ wrestle, but it's not for the title other than if it's a special event, right? Yeah. It's always a non-title match on Dynamite. So, yeah, but you don't want to do that because you want people to think title's yeah, going to change hands. Yeah, just yeah. make it for the title. It's off. It's fake. It's made up. Yeah, just make it for the title. Just say, Like, make hey, it for the title, then they get screwed somehow building to the next match you want, right? Definitely. Yeah. Tony Khan, the Friendsgiving, we're jumping a, uh, ahead a little bit. We'll come back to the, the rest of the show here. But... Tony Khan just says, hey, Britt Baker, don't really like how you're trying to get involved in uh, the TBS tournament matches, helping out uh, your homegirl there. So I'm going to make Rio, who never got eliminated from the Battle Royal, versus you for the championship. Happy Thanksgiving. Like, there you go. That's as easy as it can be, right? But like the beat the champion to then beat the champion to then beat the champion. It's like, what are we doing? We're just doing this until the right person wins like that. It's not Conor McGregor out here, for Christ's sake. Anyhow, I digress. Um, after that, we get uh, a really fun start to a feud. I don't know how long this is going to last. Could be just one match, but I like the genesis of it. It's uh, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole talking about how they are the best friends. They are the best friends that two people could ever be. And then the best friends walk by and go like, you walked right past us. What the hell? And then dude, we're the best friends. And so this is going to be fun, right? Yuda got just shit on by Bobby Fish. Like, what kind of name is Yuda? Which your name's Bobby Fish. Anyhow, uh, Orange Cassidy uh, gets uh, some trivia where they ask, uh, I think, Chuck Taylor. What's Chuck Taylor's middle name? I think is how it went down. Uh, but Bobby Fish, Adam Cole versus best friends. I like this. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I like this too. I mean, it buys time for like Cole and, and some of these folks that are in the elite while the Young Bucks and um, Kenny Omega are healing, apparently. Apparently, they're all banged up, beat up, uh, if we're mm-hmm. pulling back the curtain, right? And even not pulling back the curtain, they acknowledge it on uh, on camera and in character. So, yeah, I am um, not bad. I mean, look, a good feud between some character-driven wrestlers here, right? Like Adam Cole, Bobby Fish aren't necessarily like huge character-driven gimmicks, but they are established characters in the pro wrestling world that we watch and we're going up against the best friends ish right that's kind of a it's weird man i really like trent and and chuck that's as the, the best friends and i like i understand like i know when we did like demolition and, and brought in like I, I don't want that for yeah for the best yeah friends, but this this is a little bit more of like hey chuck taylor and orange cassidy need to be on our tv orange cassidy just wouldn't tag with chuck taylor because again he just 
he doesn't try all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, Yuta is their prodigy, so we got to get him some reps, and I understand. And Trent is obviously breaking kayfabe, uh, legit hurt, right? He had surgery, I think, on his neck, which is a very serious thing. So maybe he doesn't come back, and then we need new best friends, right? Like, uh, I understand what they did, but yes, I agree to you uh, with what you're saying. We don't need crush <laughs> in the best friends, you know? So uh, we'll see how it goes. I just like the idea of like battling over who the true best friends are. We're going to beat mm. you up because we're better friends than you two are better uh, friends. And Cataclysmic in the chat says, I uh, can't wait for Kyle O'Reilly to hook up with Cole and Fish and AEW. You think that's a uh, given? You think that's going to happen? I hope so. But here's the thing again, and I'm just, I'm not saying. That the boat is full, but I'm saying that the boat is full. Like Johnny Gargano, again, we'll get to the news here later, but Johnny Gargano is rumored to be at the end of his contract. Where do you put him on a two-hour show that has Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Mm -hmm. our champion, and our lord and savior, Hangman Adam Page, the god of promos, Eddie Kingston, like where does he fit in? You know what I mean? Dark Order, I mean, so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, Oh, and God's favorite champion, Miro, we're just like, he wasn't on this week, right? God's so, forsaken like, forsaken champion. Well, now he's forsaken, but he was favorite. Yes, I agree. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. And we will talk about Johnny Gargano in the news. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, I, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're not wrong I just, there. It's a lot of it, time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but and, yes, and we, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, I, this is the problem I keep facing with some of this is yes, there's too many on AEW. But in the pro wrestling world right now, for me, with most of the names we're mentioning, when we're talking about Bray Wyatt, we're talking about Johnny Gargano, we're talking about uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. There's nowhere else they're going to go where I think they're going to be featured as well than AEW. I think AEW is doing the best things for almost everybody that they put out there than they've than I've seen anywhere else. I think Impact Wrestling wants to be dark and mysterious and weird. And I think, you know, NJPW is just, I mean, look, there's a language barrier is always going to be that for American television. You know, MLW is just is similar in that nature where like they're kind of trying mm. to be dark, but it's, it's, we, you know, like, so I just don't know that like, I, I wouldn't want them to go anywhere else, you know? <laughs> so it's real weird. If, if AW can grow, I saw somebody on Twitter somewhere or something mentioned that them possibly doing multiple brands or something. Like, I don't know what to do, man. No. I, no but like. No, no, no. Too many people are just now seeing the freedoms that AEW allow them. And so here's the thing. Maybe a third promotion will emerge or will, you know, rise from one of these groups that might be able to mimic some of the things AEW is doing for mm-hmm. character work. If I had the the lay of the land and I could put the pieces where I want them to go, this is where I think the opportunity for New Japan Pro Wrestling's U.S. show to expand and do their thing, right? Put on Brody King, put on Johnny Gargano, put on Kyle Riley, and then you have the NJPW US show, and then they can go over to Wrestle Kingdom, and you get Kyle Riley versus Abushi or whatever it is, and oh, isn't this the great? It is. It's fine, but like, you're not messing with my baby, right? <laughs> my baby's AEW. I don't want you to touch it, right? Like, it's my baby. I'm holding my baby. Like. I just yeah. stop adding to it. And I even forgot about Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I don't want him there. I mean, I do, but I don't. So I don't. this is not in the news because I, I didn't think about putting this in the news because it feels weird, right? But his first event has been booked, but it's like a signing in March. And I'm like, well, he's not going to show up first time anywhere at a signing, right? So I think we're at least getting a Bray Wyatt debut somewhere 
prior to March. We can't even call Man. him Bray Wyatt, right? We're talking Wyndham Rotunda somewhere. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm probably wrong. It's going to be great. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to come on the podcast and tell you, ah, oh, this is the best thing in the world. Right now, though, day before Thanksgiving 2021, I don't want him. Change is worrisome. Yeah, it's just... I- you're going to take away from 2.0? You're going to take away from Penelope Ford? You're going to take away from Thunder well, Rosa? 2.0 got two spots. Well, but okay, but when was the last time you saw him before that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. anyhow, anyhow, let's get back to the show. Uh, in what I thought was the surprise of the night, we had a backstage contract signing. Team Taz, Dante Martin, and Leo Rush. Dante Martin says, no, I'm, I'm Team Taz. Let me get some of those ships, Hook. Well, the thing with Dante Martin is he's so vanilla. Again, his in-ring work is incredible. But as a character, I don't know what he sounds like still. I don't know his thoughts or feelings on any really thing except for, I can wrestle really well, right? And who the fuck cares about that? So we can mold him into whatever, right? He could be a, a kind of cool, mysterious hook where he just stands behind Hobbs and has chips too, right? Hook and Hook and Dante Martin are just feeding each other chips behind Hobbs's back and Ricky Starks is cutting the promo right. and Taz is just being disgruntled because he always is, right? So we can make him whatever he wants or we can make him whatever we want him to be. So I like the addition. Now, I know we talked about how, oh, we can see the writing on the wall because again, pro wrestling tropes, Team Taz is going to grab Dante Martin's brother, and it's going to be brother versus brother with the returning brother being on Team Taz. Well, now we might get the role reversal where Leo Rush is like, hey, Dante Martin, thought you were great. Obviously, you're an idiot. Your brother's the smart one. I got him. And then they get that tag team, and then you do Ricky Starks, Dante Martin versus other top flight guy in Leo Rush. Maybe that happens. Yeah, it was interesting. It wasn't the way we were expecting, right? Because you have a heelish manager. They're doing the storyline where we all think like, oh, Stockholm Syndrome may be coming mm-hmm. with Dante Martin or something mm-hmm. here. The brother comes back and he, you know, whatever. And maybe this this kind of different way of doing it here might lead to, like you're saying, the brother comes back now and instead of being the heel joining Team Taz, he's like – Leo brings him in, right? Like, oh yeah, you guys think you pulled one over on me? Well, guess what? I can I yeah. can make connections too. I got yeah. calls. Right. Right. And and you know, going down the road post this storyline, assuming Dante Martin stays in Team Taz, the ta- the team of Powerhouse Hobbs and Dante Martin, I mean, if there's any more fire and ice, you know, air and and strength like that's the perfect team right there, right? Like, are you going to outfly Dante Martin? Nope. Are you going to push around powerhouse Hobbs? Nope. So like that's a tag team waiting to be a champion sooner rather than later. I think so again, that's down the road, I hope, but that's what I got excited for more Ricky Starks. Also, that's another guy. Like if we're adding, going back to the uh, Wyndham Rotundas and Johnny Gargano's and Kyle Riley's, I want more Ricky Starks. He's way more interesting to me than Kyle Riley. I get that Kyle Riley, Undisputed Era, and all that stuff, but like Ricky Starks is who I'm tuning in for. Not so much Kyle Riley. Anyhow, I digress. We go back into the show, and this is where you talked about 2.0. They bring up their head uh, one more time from the water and poke out and say, hey, see that uh, Chris Jericho's over there. So they swim over, doing a little ocean analogy here. And they go, hey, Chris Jericho, fuck yourself. Bing bong. No. Have you seen that, by the way? The Coney Island? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fucking life. 
Bing yeah. bong. <laughs> but, however, I mean, that is kind of what they said. Sure, yeah, yeah, I mean, yourself. that's really what the, yeah, Fuck yourself. Bing bong. Um, someone should have said bing bong tonight. Hopefully they say it on Friday. Uh, Eddie Kingston needs to be the one that says that, by the way. What are we going to get? Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, old men forces, join up to take out 2.0? Like, typically, that's what you see is when two faces who don't know each other or, you know, uh, what's the what's the phrase? A friend of my friend is, or a friend of my enemy is my friend, or whatever the fuck the it is. The enemy of my enemy is is a friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, enemy of mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Words. Whatever that fucking thing. Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about, though, right? God damn it. I thought that was interesting, right? Where mm-hmm. does 2.0... Okay, so again, let's do another crystal ball segment with Tim here. 2.0, where, where are you putting them? Man, I don't know. I like them, right? So I, you've got to elevate them in the tag team ranks, I would feel like, right? So maybe, you know, we get this kind of um, fish and, and coal versus... Um, uh, what's the other team? What, who are they going up against here? The best friends? The best hey, friends. The best friends. Yep. Find a way to win and keep kind of riding up the ranks and we get 2.0 versus best friends, maybe? Possibly. I was thinking if we're not going to do Eddie Kingston, Jericho, buddy cop movie kind of tag team here, I think possibly you just do Eddie Kingston, Daniel Garcia, we've got beef, old guy versus new guy from New York. One's from Buffalo, one's from Yonkers, but still, you know, New York versus New York. And then you do 2.0 versus like sex gods because who's challenging sammy guevara right now like sammy guevara has this open door challenge he beats jay lethal credit to him but like he doesn't have a feud so yeah. maybe we do the sex gods uh chris jericho sammy guevara versus 2.0 i don't and know that could be interesting yes yeah, something i don't you know maybe 2.0 who's the tag champs right now right we we've got some face tag champs maybe they uh maybe they go up for that they go we get um you know, the uh, Lucha Bros versus 2.0. We could get some good segments out of that. Yeah, we'll talk about Lucha Bros here in just a moment. Uh, but as we get back into the action, we get the TBS championship match. Uh, Jamie Hayter, uh, Thunder Rosa, the wrong person won. I love Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's great. Thunder Rosa should win every match. Thunder Rosa won this match. I want Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. And that, that's me being a baby. I'm being a baby here. I want this. And if it's not this, then it's stupid. I know how I'm sounding. However... What's Britt Baker doing right now? Nothing. I was gonna bring that up. Like uh, the shtick is running out because there's not a there's not anybody to do it against. Yeah, I mean the top babyface, arguably after Tay Conti lost to Britt Baker, is Ruby Soho, and she already beat her. So like Thunder Rosa has the win over Britt Baker, and I know it was an unsanctioned match, so it doesn't technically count. But we all have eyes. We all saw it, right? We all saw who won that lights out match. So. They have the history. They drew the big number, right? The first women to main event a dynamite were those two. This is an outdated reference, but like they are your Lita and Trish Stratus, right? Those are the two who you need to keep going with. And right now, I know Thunder Rosa advanced in this TBS championship, but it, you know, between me and you and the people listening, I still think that's Jade Cargill's title, right? Like I think she's the shoe in for that championship. So, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, and then we get the fun. They're visually so different. Their personalities are so different. But when they fight each other, put that in the Louvre. You know what I mean? So, Cataclysmic in the chat says, I thought Baker costing Thunder the tournament is what was going to be the reason for their title feud. And that could still happen. I Maybe mm-hmm. I'm jumping the gun, right? Because right. Britt Baker ended up hitting Jamie Hayter, and maybe that's what we're getting first, right? Jamie Hayter wasn't at the Friendsgiving, remember? True that. It, she Maybe wasn't she's there. Like, hey, listen, 
Yeah, this is stupid. You know, this arrangement is wearing thin fast. Yeah, so maybe that's what we do. But, yeah. yeah. I thought Kata. I needed your help breaking back in, but I realized I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And you know it. No, no mm. kidding. That's a good point, Kata, because, yeah, she could still advance, get to the finals against Jade Cargill, and that's where Britt Baker is like, you painted face bitch, I'm costing you the match. Ha-ha! You know? <laughs> oh, then that's even great because leading up to Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa is going to be great. She's going to be... You know, talking some shit, eating some tacos along the way, right? Mm-hmm. That's not race. That's her blog, by the way. Yeah, on, she eats on tacos YouTube. on her blog. Nobody yeah. knows about her YouTube oh. show where she eats tacos. That sounded really racist. So I want to make sure. Know what it is. Yeah, you should. Yeah, know everybody what it is. go check out Thunder Rosa's YouTube taco uh, taco vlog. It's great. So her Jade Cargill, Smart Mark Sterling's in there talking some smack. Love it. We're all gonna love that. And then the swerve is here comes old dmd giving the gloved hand you know giving her the ovarian delight and then jade cargill wins we still get heel heat because even though she should have won by beating the shit out of somebody she gets it because dr Britt baker cheated and and helped her get it so we hate that and then we get the title feud hmm. man hire us hire tim and tom I, well and kata kata threw it in there too and so Kata. And yeah. Kata. I, uh yeah which he said which I, would leave hater to go on to wrestle jade in the tournament very well mm. But Jay, she's out. She lost. Oh, yeah, out of the tournament. But after the tournament, maybe. Oh, maybe. yeah, after the tournament. Yeah, right? Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah. She could say, like, hey, I'm the one. I'm the one. Oh, I'm the one. Bloodline. Uh, AEW, hire Table Nation right here. Look at us. The community here. We know how to book this shit. Uh, well, that's why you should hire into- us because we draw from the community. We understand what the what, what the folks want. We got our ear to them screets. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah, on. I, I don't think anybody does know what we're saying. But. Nah, we know what we're saying. Yeah. Hey, hey, the next matchup. Uh, after Friendsgiving, which we already talked about, so we'll move on to uh, Brian Danielson and Colt Cabana. This was fun. Speaking about Britt Baker, good thing we have her on the roster because Brian Danielson kicked a tooth out of Colt Cabana's mouth in this matchup. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then in his post-match shit-talking promo, just is like, hey, I've got it. I might give it to him or not. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, this match did what it was supposed to, right? Like, if you just went off of one week of heel heat for Brian Danielson, you could excuse it by saying, well, that was in uh, Hangman's home state. That They're going to love him no matter who it was on the other side. So we have to continue. Like, no, we want to not like Brian Danielson. So this did what we were wanting it to do. Hangman coming out. The subtleties, again, are just, this is oh such great storytelling because it now feels like you have the bull, Hangman Adam Page, the champion, but the matador is Brian Danielson with the with the red flag because if you, if you recall last week, he's like, oh, this guy's not even ready to fight. After I won the championship, I fought the next day, you know? And so now Hangman follows what he says there, comes ready to fight, and Brian Daniels is like, no, we are not doing that. And so it just feels like, you know, like he's just doing the the little ole every time Hangman says, like, I'll fight you now. And he's like, no. And then he's like, fight me now. And like, Hangman's like, I'm not ready. Hold on. And then he's like, nah, it's too late. And it's just this, this is a cool dynamic of Brian Danielson being the veteran saying, like, cool, man, you're the champ. I'm the best in the world. Yeah, I do, I do like how, you know, they're just kind of doing the, you got to be quicker than that, right? Just kind of dangling the carrot a little bit. Um, but um, it's you can only do that so long before that starts to sour on folks, right? 
Well, but we want to boo Brian Danielson. If he's the one that's leading it, right? If it's if it becomes a, hey, hangman, fight me tonight. Oh, I'm not ready. Then you might be like, well, what the hell are we doing? We're just not scheduling this correctly. Like, that's stupid. But if we're doing the Brian Danielson holds all the, the power and he makes the champion jump when, uh, you know, he says how high, like that it would be fun. This was great. Love Hangman. Need more Hangman in my life. That was too short of a segment. Felt like, again, what this episode's going to be remembered for is a CM Punk MGF promo, and it should be, but our uh, champion... They did a solid, they did a solid uh, set of promos there back and forth, f- even following that one that you're mentioning. Right. But what I'm getting at here is like our champion is still Hangman Adam Page. We don't need to turn this into... The summer of punk when punk was our champion but john cena's main eventing against you know whoever was brock lesnar or whatever like we need to like hangman hangman's our guy you know guns up guns you know up saying? all right Put the so guns down america well but get them up to do cowboy shit you know what i mean it's a figurative yeah. gun finger it's not guns. an actual gun. yeah finger guns up it's a mentality tim it's a mentality it's not an actual yeah, i know weapon. that's the problem <laughs> all right anyway yeah <laughs> anyway enough of that so so let's get into the main event we had yes. just a clusterfuck of amazing talent here we had the lucha bros or essentially we had death triangle plus cody taking on ftr malachi black and andrade the moment of the night though was cody puts out his belt to the crowd hey isn't that great not instant couple minutes into the match guys like you know what Fuck this belt. Yeah. <laughs> he in. got the he got the delayed Cena shirt treatment. Yeah. And damn near hit Aubrey Edwards upside the head with the fucking belt. And those things aren't light. <laughs> oh yeah, no. No, that stuff is like a good couple pounds of thick leather, man. Yeah, and she got pissed. Did you see that? She she mule kicked the fuck out of that uh hey, man. belt and said, Get the fuck Aubrey out Edwards of here. Don't with take that no shit. Shit. That's not just a gimmick, I feel like. That's yeah. That was a in that real was life. She's probably moment. like, bitch, don't say that shit to me. Yeah. And and so then Andrade grabs the belt, throws it under the ring. Then you get Cody looking to Pentagon and going, he. I think you could uh, see it where he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so again, I don't understand right now the the Cody the Cody hate like to that level because he's not he's not the champion. He's not the John Cena push. He's not. Hey man, he's just not. I didn't understand the. Um whatever that those weird you know whatever that you that fucking social media craze where everybody would be like sitting there doing nothing and all of a sudden they'd be doing a weird ass fucking dance remember oh the harlem shake the harlem shake uh i never understood that either but sometimes the cool thing to do is the cool thing to do because it's the cool thing to do yeah but this is this just feels like we're being dickheads this feels (laughs) like a a, a collective dickhead hey We know all about being dickheads. Uh, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, well, trust like we, me. Yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're just like, yeah, because it's I want to fuck with somebody and he's the guy. Look at him. You know, there's a lot of people like Cody Rhodes, for what it's worth, essentially has a punchable face, right? Like, So <laughs> if you want to boo at a guy who's got a punchable face, he's the guy in AEW. You sound like Rob Riggle and Step Brothers when he's looking at Will Ferrell and they're just like, you put your face. I just want to. And, and just like, for and then, whatever reason, it's like, hey, you know, like you're a nice guy. You say nice things. You've done all this work for so many people. You've got a great show and everything. And But well, God damn, like I want to boo somebody and look at you. 
And then if you go back to that that scene in Step Brothers when Rob Riggle's like, you just have a punchable fan. I just want to hit it. And then Will Ferrell goes, is there anything I, I can do that would help this? He's like, no. No. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening here. Cody, in on, they're doing a great job of on-character mimicking real life because on-character, you know, in-character and in real life, Cody Rhodes seems to be like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, why are you mad at me? <laughs> Why did I do? <laughs> so fun! I love it. I love yeah, it. so it was it was a fun time as a viewer. Again, I don't, I don't really hate understand. him. I haven't booed him, but I just like I want people to keep doing it now because I love watching the train wreck. It's so fun. Oh, that's fun. Boom for the fuck of it. That's what should Boom be the title. For the fuck of it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the finish comes with Andrade getting the pin over Pac. We did have a moment of dissension with Cody missing a super kick, hitting Pac in the face. That wasn't what determined the finish. But again, Pac ended up taking the pinfall. Uh, we had the heels standing tall to end the episode of Dynamite. And again, this episode it was just mm. so much fun. So fun as a. As I mentioned, I think the the moment of the night, what this will be remembered for, MJF versus CM Punk promo battle that should have been an Iron Man match, right? Let's do that next time. An Iron Man match with no fucking wrestling. It's just promos. You're just battling with promos. Tom, okay, I'm glad you said that. I've discussed this recently at work, and I want to ask you, we're going to live shop this right now on air. I have discussed... And I fully believe that if you turn on the camera and said, talk, doesn't matter about what, mm-hmm. talk. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I, I could do it mm-hmm. nonstop, Always. all day. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. If you give me water, right? Like, so, yep. so let's say you and I were to do like a 24 hour telethon or something, right? We're just going to talk about wrestling. Got it. What any, nothing's off the table. Got it. Just just turn on this live stream. Mm-hmm. We're going. One of us may have to go to the bathroom. Maybe grab a quick oh. bite to eat or something. I'm gonna take the ca- I'm gonna take the camera with me to the bathroom. <laughs> I might go. I might do it from the toilet. Just sit on the toilet for 24 hours. But like, this is what happens. The talking portion and, and finding it. something to say about something. I don't Got think it. I could stop. <laughs> like I yeah. I could go for more than 24 hours. Look, there. If there's one thing about me that I know about me, it's I love me some me. You know what I so, mean? So like, so yeah, we could like. I, I know wrestling is wrestling, and people are tuning in and they want to see wrestling. But let's maybe Ooh. do this as a YouTube special, and let's get an Iron Man promo match. Yep. Let the fans vote on it. Oh, I was gonna say MJF, you get five CM judges. Punk. You, you get judges? five judges. You get five Even do judges. a fan vote as the fifth judge or something. How yeah, about that? you get you get you get one executive, Tony Khan, or mm-hmm. some executive, right? It could be Arn Anderson or Tolly Blanchard, yeah, right? Jim you know, Ross. some non wrestler, yeah, some non wrestler TV talent. You get three wrestlers, and then you get the fifth is the fans. You do a promo battle, and we determine the winner with the five judges. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. And M- and MJF and Punk can do that. Oh my I feel god! Like. Yeah. I feel yes. like, you know what I mean? Oh, especially if they knew it was coming up. Mm-hmm. Easy, oh, easy, yeah. They got notes easy. and all the fun stuff. Let's do it. God bless America, though. This was so much fun. And I'm so glad that we did an instant reaction to this specific episode because it had some fire. 
But AEW Dynamite. We've talked this. Like you know, I've seen somebody say, "How is every episode of AEW Dynamite the best?" Yeah, that guy. He's, he's I a... don't necessarily believe that, but so like the you know mm-hmm. the line is trending up, and so many of these just feel like a party. It feels like you went to a rock concert. It I just feels love like it. it's a great time. the The biggest difference, and I know we're going to transition to. Hashtag tweet the table and hear from you, which a lot of it's Survivor Series. But the biggest difference for me so is, much of it is Survivor Series. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's, of course. That's fine. It's what you want to talk about. And we're going to talk about it. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, we're going to talk to you about it. Um, But the biggest difference between the two shows is WWE does a TV show and they have a live studio audience like it's fucking everybody loves Raymond. A.W does a pro wrestling show and oh by the way it's on TV and yes. when it's that way I want to be there yes and WWE used to be that way man oh with all used the million signs because mm-hmm. they wanted to be seen because they yes. knew they were going to be seen that's the thing I miss about the attitude era is it felt like I was going to a wrestling show that was it just it felt like well it felt like chaos it felt like right. the thing to be at and so uh, that's what I like mm-hmm. the most is it was cataclysmic in the chat says the party atmosphere for AW plays such a big part to me. Yes. That's, that's mm-hmm. the thing, but let's get into the depressing part of table nation. And that is the WWE. Ba-da-ba-da. So, and I, I believe all of these are all of our tweet. The tables are about, well, hold on. Let me, while you get it together, you yep. fill the time. I'll mm-hmm. do a, a last because again we're doing this live look at here yeah. got the mm-hmm. t- right up here okay so we got one from actually hold on so before we transition to that i do got a hashtag tweet the table it comes from katie the first lady and she says straight fire more please hashtag aw dynamite hashtag tweet the table mm. and is just the stare down yeah. between cm the ones from the and MJF. yeah oh my goodness yeah it was mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah, our any last- of these Anything, I know we just covered AW Dynamite, so any of these tweet tables came in before AW Dynamite. That's why they're Survivor Series heavy, but it fit, right? We covered AW Dynamite, mm-hmm. and we'll answer the things. Is there any more, then, from tonight? Uh, uh, hold on. Nope, nope. Yep, that, was, that was the last one Hashtag before we tweet got the table, by the way, is your chance to tell us what to talk about, as we're kind of alluding to here. You use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. You can see it all the way over there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it cuts off. Am I pointing anyway, right you know. Am I pointing the right way? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. 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 All right, Cataclysmic says he sees himself. I don't Good. know what he's talking about, but here we go. All right, hashtag tweet the table. We are going to talk about Survivor Series uh, throughout these. You use hashtag tweet the table. Tell us what to talk about on Twitter, and we'll read them right here. You ready? What? Yeah, I showed my phone, and I think there was a, uh, oh. a tweet from him. That's what it was. Sorry. I got you. All right, all right. All right, here we go. At Katie First, a lady says, another Survivor Series where an egg is involved. We saw how well that worked out the first time. Hashtag tweet the table. All right, so the greater talking point of all of this is WWE set us all up to believe The Rock was coming to this show. Mm-hmm. And this show was essentially a big commercial for his fucking movie and he didn't even show so what i i saw you tweeting which is what let me to think be like oh shit survivor series and i was like tom is watching survivor series and i was like that's interesting i was like i, I want to watch survivor series so i gotta <laughs> figure the only reason you tuned in is the possibility yep that the rock might show up 
That was legitimately it. That was the, okay, what will The Rock say in a promo? Very similar to like, it would be very similar to like, if you tell me next week, it's going to be round two of CM Punk MJF. I'm going to tune in regardless of the rest of the show because I know that, right? Again, I told you last week that as sure as the sun comes out in July, that The Rock was going to be at Survivor Series. I was fucking wrong, which, yeah, I can admit it. But that's why I was tuning in because I thought, okay, I want to see what The Rock says, what The Rock... Because remember, when he came back for John Cena, some of those promos, especially the back and forth when Cena called out that he had the lines on his wrist, you know, those promos between Cena and The Rock were outstanding. So I was hoping the effort was going to be there again, and that's what we might see. We didn't. Here's the thing that's also the most frustrating about WWE. And again, I'm going to use AEW as the example because they're the better fucking show. If you don't like it, piss up a road how do you do that well figure it out um (laughs) this is the thing that's the point go figure it out then get back to me when you're done but when when you do a corporate synergy storyline in aw it's the elite the bad guys come out as space jam oh these cocky so-and-sos they're not even taking this match seriously oh and by the way watch the new space jam isn't this fun? They're going to dunk on some six-foot rims, right? And then we're getting to a match. When WWE does it, they have fucking zombies that make no sense in a storyline. And yeah, it's the Muppets that, take over the show. It's Yeah, it's nothing to do with anything, and it's poorly thought out. And so, so, so that's it. All right, so if you tell me, okay, we've discussed this. WWE wants to be like a live-action, comic book, cartoonish type of thing. They want to rival Marvel. Fine. You've got a gilded egg. Somebody stole it. We need to figure that out. Great. If you at least tell it with good storytelling techniques and fucking tech, if you tell it like a Marvel goddamn movie, but you don't. Oh. Like, what are you doing with this bullshit where just theory, you know, the only no. redeeming thing out of that is like, he's like, nobody likes a snitch, right? Like, that's it. And then it just, that just cuts down theory or whoever the fuck, you know, Sami Zayn, which I guess it was designed to do, but like, I don't know, man. It just I... well, that made no fucking sense. There you go. That's the payoff. Sami Zayn found out who stole the egg, and so the guy who stole the egg got the the title match, and Sami Zayn is a bitch. What? So wh- yeah. Also, if we're doing comic book and we're doing PG ish, you know, maybe we're trying to maybe start to eventually push to PG thirteen, but like that's still not the story. To say that like. The guy who found it out, who saved the day for you, yeah. is a bitch. Yeah. And so that's stupid. It's just <laughs> miserable. So anyhow, eggs. Yeah. Egg eggs in WWE goes together like uh like oil and cinnamon. You know what I mean? Cataclysmic says Impact Wrestling did more with the rock on Bound for Glory when he inducted Ken Shamrock into their Hall of Fame than the WWE did for his debut twenty fifth anniversary. Oh, and I don't know if this is in hashtag tweet the tables in, in our series tonight, but one thing that I think I told you uh, through Messenger was that The Rock, during the Rock 25-man battle royal presented by Pizza Hut, during that same time, The Rock posted on his Instagram, oh, cheat meal, can't wait for these peanut butter and jelly things. And usually, 
usually he will he will do that with a program, right? He'll do that with right. a UFC fight or a comedy special that came out. He just said middle fingers to the match that was named after him that for whatever reason had Pizza Hut. Because when and you look, think of The Rock, you think of Pizza Hut. And look, I get it. The Rock has reached a point where he's like, as far as media empires go, he's rivaling WWE. Maybe not mm-hmm. in full numbers and everything, but like not too far away, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's an entity and a business and a brand as big. Maybe I don't, I'm not fact checking. He might be bigger than the WWE at this point. If I mean, he's the hottest fucking movie star in the world and he has several other brands of things going. Who the fuck knows? Right. I, right. I mean, they, they might be closer than we want to fucking think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get it. You're going to do these sorts of things. Right. But I, you just cheapen your whole product. In my mind, when I'm watching it, if it all becomes about not The Rock, Red The Rock's Notice. newest shitty movie. When's the last time The Rock did a good movie? Just I, asking. I mean, sir, hey, look, I, I don't watch much televised programming anymore. Movies, television, anything. I really don't watch a whole lot of it. I watch some I live sports and I watch pro wrestling because, you know, we do this podcast and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I, most of it sucks. Right to me. Well, I, I can pick out the plot. I can I can understand what's going on. I see the formula left and right. Yeah. But the rock stuff, man, is exceptionally I'm, extra, uh, like cheesy yeah. and bad. Tell me the difference between the Mummy King or whatever that first movie he did is in Jungle Cruise. It's the same fucking thing. Twenty but years hey, later, we keep asking folks, why do you still care? Uh, why do you keep watching WWE? It's the same thing. Like, why are you watching? I told my daughter she should do this right now, and it might go viral. Where you've seen the TikTok where guys like my girlfriend tries to guess NFL teams by their logo. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I said yeah, show yeah. me the like poster of every single sitcom on every major network right now, and have me try to guess the title of it because I don't fucking know it all. I know mm-hmm. none of them, zero. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. None of them, and I would just have to try to guess fucking names and hope that I'm kind of right. I like Because they're all the same. And that's, I mean, like, the rock stuff is just, it's that, right? It's like, what bullshit, you know, half-fake sci-fi, you know, digestible, you know, you know, fairy tale story are they pumping yeah. out now? All right. What's the next hashtag tweet table? The next hashtag tweet the table is from Devil Vamp. And at Devil Vamp says, two teams standing in the ring holding up the same titles. What is the point? Where are my stakes? Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag WWE Survivor Series. Also, that battle royal was dumb, period. All right, so two things here, right? He's right. So a lot of times, the two teams, I'm assuming he's talking about the tag teams, right? Got the tag team titles. And they did this with, like, women's titles and all that stuff. And it's, it's We talked about how it becomes bragging rights. And we don't give a shit because you don't actually operate your brands as two distinct companies where there's an actual degree of separation. So we don't give a shit, right? Like we said, five weeks ago, these guys were on the other brands. Who cares? That battle royal was great for almost. Right. However, it made no fucking sense. We're battling for brand supremacy. Who has the best guy out of these 25 people? So then why would you ever eliminate someone on your own fucking on your own brand. team? Yeah, on your own brand. If you could if you could get into their into their ear when they're like all working together and how they're going to build this match. Like somebody should do that. I wouldn't even just I wouldn't have branded it like that as like who's going to have come out as the best brand. I would just be like, "Hey, you guys are going to get a something on your brand right like some kind of title shot or a day off or something right like and almost well, is like first of all i mean almost is better every time i see him 
a fucking Oh, Lobos is getting better. Yeah, I think he's fun. But yeah. here's the thing. Another thing that had no stakes to it. What does he win? A fucking Pizza Hut? Like Yeah. That yeah, again, if you gave him something to win, you're on to something right here. Like you have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, just make this the something else, right? The fucking Pat Patterson, you know, fucking Pat on the Ass Memorial Trophy, right? Something and you get a you know, you get a hundred thousand dollar purse or something, right? Make something up in that regard, or you give him something down the road like a title shot, right? Because again, you made it up. You don't have to actually win the title. Something can happen. Right. But yeah. almost so many spots they did well here. Whoever like decided to write this around him did it right, right? Like even the spots where it was like fucking Ricochet's like, I don't give a shit who you are. I'm gonna fucking get you. And it was the failed hot tag, right? It was like the Bam! Nothing. Fuck out of here! And he's like, oh shit! Right? We got nothing. Nobody got anything over on him for more than a half a second. And it was great. Loved it. Um, but yeah, the whole stakes around everything else on the pay-per-view just was just... bullshit. Well, just you know one thing, though, that caught me off guard is mm. almost was huge. And I've seen him in person. I went to that one day at mm-hmm. Raw when they came back on the road. <laughs> so fucking big. It's physically one of the most impressive people I've ever seen in person. However... That, uh, I don't know his name, uh, taller Jinder Mahal, that motherfucker looked bigger than almost. Mm-hmm. He was taller than him. Now, he didn't have the broad <laughs> shoulders like him, but taller yeah, Mahal. Um, another thing they mentioned is that I thought they were going to go this route, and they seemed to not go this route, is... Yeah, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I called him Taller Mahal. Taller and Hall. I went back to thinking <laughs> about how we went to the DWF show, yeah. and there was a wrestler, and you called them... Thinner Mahal, because he Mahal. looked like Jinder Mahal, except for like 50 pounds lighter. I thought that was a great line. It's Thinner Mahal. <laughs> DWF is a great show. Um, yeah, amazing show. Very fun. Yes. Anyhow, um, Jinder Mahal accidentally kind of eliminated AJ Styles, and I thought, oh, here we're getting the sprinkling and the seeds of, right? He's going to be like, hey, I was supposed to fucking win. You were supposed to take care of this for me. But AJ Styles came right in, and maybe we'll get that down the road, but- Oh, fuck no, we're not. No one even remembers that show in the writer's room. They forgot about it. They just said, hey, remember the egg? Eggs are cool. Remember the last time we did an egg? Eggs are fun. Hey, who wants some eggs? God damn it. Can I talk about this as well? This one pissed me off about this. Like, okay, McMahon is rife with overacting. We know that. And he's looks like a lizard person wearing a human skin at the moment, right? Like not to try to mm-hmm. body shame, I guess, or whatever, but like, so sure it's going to be weird whenever he's on TV, but like the egg thing is already cartoonish and weird and mm-hmm. we're dealing with that. But then he says it's worth a hundred million dollars. I know we said like, don't find Brock a million, find him 10 million because you know what I mean? Make it seem real. But like Jesus Christ, Vince, if you were listening, you took it too far. Nothing's worth a hundred million dollars like that, man. Come on, yeah. come well, on, Vince. Come on. Here's my criticism quickly about Vince McMahon on screen: is yes, he looks odd. However, the best quality he always had is he was really good at a promo, regardless of the situation, mm-hmm. backstage, in ring, wherever it was. I can't even understand what the fuck he's saying right now because he's just so. Marbly mouth. I I need His subtitles. So it's yeah, gone. Gravelly and now. so it's like mm-hmm. again, I don't like Shane, and I don't want Shane to be back on the TV. But if you're gonna have a McMahon cut the promo, make well, it Triple Stephanie H or back to being healthy now. God, he is just getting it from everywhere, isn't he? He got it tonight from Punk and MJF. 
He's just getting it every time he watches Tuesday Night NXT. I mean, look, he he doesn't give out the vibe that he's always the greatest dude to people. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like, poor, poor Triple H, right? <laughs> I mean, like, you know. But at some point, it's kind of like we've said, like, hey, NXT was great when it felt like we heard Triple H had the reins of it. You know what it feels and, like? You know? It feels like Triple H made a deal with the devil. And then the devil mm. asked for his side of the deal to be completed. And Triple Earlier H said no. Thought. And then so the devil said, then I'm taking everything away. And <laughs> that's what it feels like where it's just everything is crumbling around him. I didn't realize you his, could say no to the devil. God damn it, Tom. I would have fucking. Yeah. But like shit. even as even as best friend, Christian HBK lost all his hair. Like <laughs> everything's falling apart around him. You know what I mean? You got a decaying best friend, a guy that can't fucking talk as your uh, father-in-law. Good night. It is just sucks for Triple H. But what do we got next? Cataclysmic says, poor Paul. Lol. Yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Fuck, man. At Mr. Fourth Row says, Mr. Blackwell would be proud of the women tonight in their five versus five match. They all had their brand color in their ring gear. Uh, this is what the hell Austin Theory hashtag tweet the table. I don't know what that last part is about. I had to do some Googling, but I figured out Mr. Blackwell is a uh, fashion critic. Oh. Well-known Look at us learning critic. some I'm stuff. I'm assuming that's what Mr. Fourth Row is discussing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But look don't at know us learning some Mr. stuff. Michaels. But I did notice, right, all the SmackDown ladies were in blue. All the, the Raw ladies were in red. However, I do think Zelina Vegas was a little dark orange. Not red, but maybe they got the memo late. Maybe they didn't have time to do something. Um, Here's yeah. what I'll say. Great, right? There it is. That's ditto. I just, whatever, man. And then let's fast forward to the next week uh, or the next day, uh, Monday Night Raw. Our tag champs just lose to Carmella and Zelina. What the fuck was that for? What the fuck and was that for? why are Carmella and a queen a tag team? What? Why are a queen and a lady who wears a mask because she thinks she's so beautiful she doesn't want her face hit a tag team? Wouldn't well, those two women hate each other? I know women. Oh, wouldn't those two women hate each other? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't yeah, know women. Yeah, yeah. But, like, no. you know women enough to know those two women would hate each other. My thing, though, yes, yes, they would. <laughs> if, if we're in kayfabe land, yes, they would hate each other. However, why, if you won the person of the ring man man or woman right you won the uh king of the ring or queen of the ring whatever it is why would you say that's great i'm a great individual wrestler let's go into a tag team like that makes no fucking sense you just proved that you're a great individual wrestler with let's somebody team. who was routinely talking about they're the greatest it's, they're the most beautiful woman in wwe like yeah i want to be that person's partner so i can hear all day long how i'm the second most beautiful person what the fuck this doesn't make any sense well, and Carmella lost in that sense. tournament, so then you know she's not that good because she you didn't even face her in the finals. Fucking dumb. So weird. So weird. Let's talk about this real quick before we get to Tweet the Table because it's been on my mind. And I think as much as I love uh, Paul Heyman, again, one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling history, ECW, special place in my heart. Longtime listeners know I've said that at nauseum. However... He did an interview with Ariel Hawani, right? It was Heelwani meets Heyman. Very fun. And in that interview, Paul Heyman talked about the culture in WWE where he's like, if you're going to do it, do it now. 
Like if you're doing it, you probably did it a day too late. Like if Ariel Hawani wasn't going to wear glasses on TV, you don't wait to make that change in February. You do it today. Right? I think though, that's the fucking issue. He said the wrong part out loud. The issue is, well, Hey, Carmela and Zelina need to be a team. Well, okay. Why don't we build to why that makes sense? No, let's just do it now. Carmela and Zelina, they're a team. There you go. Hey, uh, ACH, uh, Nikki ACH doesn't make fucking sense, but I like the name. Say it, go, go, go put that out there. And that's why all this stuff, when we do our podcast and we get to the WWE portion of talking, uh, you know, about pro wrestling, we just go like, none of this is stupid because it's all knee jerk, instant reaction. Hey, you know what? I, I, I don't like the color of this. I'm going to change it. I'm going to take off this windscreen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on this orange one. Why? I don't know. Because I, I like orange now. And it's like, that made no fucking sense on why I changed it. But you just do it because, ugh. And it, it, that's the issue with WWE. It's fucking dumb. But we will discuss another failure. At, not this guy isn't a failure. At the Rebel Truckers, a great dude. But he says, hashtag tweet the table. WWE had an opportunity to make Big E an even bigger star. And they failed spectacularly. Hashtag Survivor Series. That's what they do. Yeah. For as much as we talk about WWE 50-50 booking, right? Oh, can't have one person look worse than the other person. So uh, you lose the match, then you win the match next week, right? You had the easiest out with the Usos. The Usos could have went in and cost Big E the match. And it would have been lame. But at least it's like, well, Big E got fucked, right? But he can't get his revenge because he's on Raw. Roman's on SmackDown. You just had Roman beat him clean. And then you ended the pay-per-view like it was an exhibition match on uh, Nintendo 64 No Mercy, where he just walks back and Big E just goes, shucks. And that's the end of the fucking pay-per-view? Because that's what I wholly believe is what Vince McMahon wants. He wants you to understand Roman Reigns is on a level decidedly above everyone else that outside of shenanigans roman reigns will beat everyone well then i don't fucking care then i don't care about raw then that's what you're telling me then raw is a b show fuck those three hours i'm watching the best of the best no i almost smackdown in the other way i don't care about smackdown because if nobody can beat roman reigns then i'm not gonna watch that well (laughs) watch raw but the story is like who's gonna be that person, right? So like that's yeah, that's well, interesting, that, yeah. right? But like you know, we've talked about uh, sports before, huh? Right? All the sports. I- I've told you before. Go Chiefs. I don't like right, but like I don't fuck watch Cowboys. college. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. But like I don't watch college sports. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because as I've told you before, to watch. Well, but like a, a lot of them are gonna be real estate agents or fucking uh, accountants, right? I like, so I'm not... two terrible basketball games in one of these little like four team tournaments that K State was in. They lost both of them and they shit at the bed on both of them, and it was terrible. Because these right. future accountants and yeah, but like for me, <laughs> I'm not even yeah. gonna waste. But but yeah. I'm not even gonna waste my time on the number one team if that's Gonzaga mm-hmm. or Duke or whoever the fuck it is, right? Like it's Gonzaga, I want right, but like I want to watch the best of the best so i apply those principles to wrestling and just like you said if roman's the best then fuck raw just fuck it i don't then it's stupid it's dumb it's college sports i'm gonna watch the pros fuck that shit over there that's what you're telling me yeah and i keep saying this like do more to actually make your separate brands feel like they're actual separate brands Somebody should be on three-year contracts, not a one-year draft. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, they, but the that takes two should never thinking. meet. Survivor right. Series would be the only time. And then it would mean more. Yes. Survivor Series is when they should meet. The only time. Unless there's a fucking egg and everyone has to be at Raw. The very next night. The very and next night. And here's the... Okay. So, again, if I'm a person who believes all of this is real, mm-hmm. or even just somebody who just kind of doesn't think that deeply about it, you have two brands that are converging one night at SmackDown. You're a 365-day-a-year, even on, on screen, right? I'm, I'm still living in the K-Vape world. 365-day-a-year circus with multiple brands going. You said immediately last night at 11 p.m. or whatever the fuck it was, tell everybody to be at Raw tomorrow. They didn't already have travel logistics plans already going to be at SmackDown. Like, I I don't know if they can just make that happen. That just can't do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. With with that though, you can explain it. Like Vince McMahon's so powerful, he'll pay for all the fucking travel. Blah blah blah. Right? Okay. Like you, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, sure. it doesn't make it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's bad. It just yeah. What do we got? Not next? to mention back to, back to that fucking egg thing. Such no. bad acting by McMahon. I know he's been a bad actor the whole time, but like he just saw a hundred million dollar thing is suddenly gone, and he's just like, ah, "Get me the, you find it, or tomorrow I'll get to the bottom." Yeah, the fucking Da Vinci Code was more believable than this shit. All right, let's uh-huh. <laughs> cataclysmic. Hey, Cata. you see, Cata says. Adam Pierce says, I really want Raw to win a Survivor Series. So, Dominic, you're off the team. Also, Adam Pierce says, I really want Team SmackDown to win a Survivor Series. So, happy Corbin, you need to start acting like a good teammate. Me. Huh? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. You mentioned this last show. Why the fuck is Adam Pierce a heel on one and a baby face on another and gives a shit about either team? Yeah, he runs both shows. Why does he care? Why does you he have care? to recuse yourself, Adam? Or, at least, or someone has to call him out on it, right? Like, hey, yeah. Adam, it seems like you're being a little bit weird here. Like, recuse hey, are you yourself. playing both sides? Are you hedging your bets here? What's going yeah, on? And, and then and then you got a story, but again, that's fucking too much effort. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to have Adam Pierce be a schizo. Fuck out of here with this bullshit. I love Adam Pierce, though. All right. At Twisted Savage says. This Survivor Series match is a clusterfuck of bullshit. Hashtag Raw versus SmackDown. Hashtag Survivor Series. Hashtag Tweet the Table. I don't even know what match he was talking about. He was talking about all of them. He was talking about all of them. He was fucking talking about all of them. So I threw it in because all of it applies. Yeah. Let's get into a deeper issue. At Katie First Lady says, I thought during live streaming there'll be no commercials. There's been more during this show than any WWE show this year. Hashtag Survivor Series at Peacock. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And yes, this is another aspect of WWE that's gotten bad. I know AEW is a business. I know they have business deals. I know they make a profit. I know they're out to make money. I know it's owned by a billionaire. But it doesn't feel as just like make sure you also put 25 cents in to use the toilet as WWE does. Right? Like, it just feels like they're nickel and diming everything. It's like if they can plaster a fucking Budweiser logo somewhere, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just, it makes me think it's so bad. It makes me think of uh, when my brother-in-law, who goes in uh, place of my wife, because my wife is like, I don't want to go to wrestling shows. Don't blame her. Uh, I'll go, so, God damn it. You keep going with your brother-in-law? You got well, a new friend? 
Well, but she buys the ticket and then he goes in her place. Now, maybe we can work that out. But anyhow, uh, nonetheless, it makes me think about what my brother-in-law said. I buy my said. own ticket. That's how I, so, I got to buy friends. Tom, I'm here easy, for you. Easy. All right, let me get to my point here. So <laughs> when he went to the Raw Plus show. This WWE. You go with that motherfucker all the time. I don't get it. Well, so we went to the Raw show, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, and it was... Mm. Uh, wrestlers well it was wrestlers selling us credit cards it was wrestlers selling us the shop and all this stuff right so the first comment i'm not kidding you the first comment when we got to AEW, got to our seats it was a great uh you know seat that we got there all that's great stuff we sit down and he goes so is this a show where like they're gonna sell me another credit card and i was like ah they don't do that here like no they want you to have fun like it's not it's not a marketing scheme here. And so, like, that's the fucking difference. Yes, AEW needs to make money. AEW's price point is not, you know, like uh, DWF's, right? So, like, there's a different price point. There's a different, you know, trying to make more money. And I understand that. But, like, when you go to the shows, one show, WWE, says, here's a Mar- here's a MasterCard. Here's a T-shirt. Here's a cup. Here's a this, this, this. Buy it all. Buy it all. Buy it all. And the other show goes, don't you want to have fun? And we go, yeah. And then we have fun. Shout out Dynamic Wrestling Federation. We went to the Dynamic Wrestling Federation show, the friends of the show, uh, Jeremy Wyatt, another friend of the show. Check out our Instagram. I put up the video. He did not make any new friends in the crowd going after Medea, a long rival that he has had uh, in wrestling. Medea goes back to we Metro got to see the Pro Days. wrestle. Love the Howlets. We got to see Dak Draper wrestle. Dak uh, Draper wrestle. Huh? Yeah. Shame on you. If yeah, you didn't great. see Dak Draper wrestle at the Dynamic Wrestling Federation, the Camelot Ballroom in Overland Park, check them out in January, I think they said their next show is. Yeah, indeed. Maybe we'll be there involved somehow. We're, we're trying to work behind the scenes. Maybe. Tom's got to make an email. I got it. Oh, I'll, I'll just go to his house. I'm like, hey. All right, well, yeah. There you go. All right, yeah. All right, let's cut back into the hashtag Tweet the Tables. This is your reminder. If you use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter, we will read your tweet here on the show. Unless you suck. At Devil Vamp says, that's a promo. That was real. Those tears. And, of course, he's talking about the Becky Lynch promo that was the digital exclusive following her match with Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. Uh, which, again, match... Ladies went all out, right? They they did all the things they could do. They they you know they wore some questionable clothing. Um, however, <laughs> they you know they had a match, right? Fine. That I'm match just... f- that match fucking sucked, man. That was the <laughs> well, worst I mean, match. That was the worst match that those two have had. Well, sure. Ever. I mean, like you know, it's a match. You know, I would have Fuck. taken their. NXT well, listen, they're not work. friends now. Of course, well, they've had better work. Um, yeah, this was miserable. The, the promo, though. Yes. The yes. promo. Here, here's my point that I think I told you. You did. Don't want to put that on the show. You don't right. want to put that on the fucking show that we're that, watching. Why would you put that on the show? Why wasn't that before the match? Now, I get if it was honest, it was real, and you caught it in the moment, I guess, you know. Well, but it was just, a post-match interview, right? She won the yeah, match, and then right. they got That's her That's what I'm saying. Right? If you caught her in real, in real emotion, then is what it is, but. But 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 this is what you do. Film it because you did it right. You, you recorded it, and then just find a slot for it on your show. Hey, we caught up backstage with Becky Lynch after her big victory over Charlotte Flair. She's crying tears. I'm invested because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But no, let's put it on a .dot com. Like people still go to fucking websites. Let's do a .dot com exclusive. Even their business practices are outdated. 
And Cataclysmic says, what? Tom is high. I don't know what he's taking no, the exception to. That, no, no. Oh, you're talking about it the was, match. Yeah. yeah, that match was four minutes of like, are they going to fight? Are they going to fight? <laughs> who, who, who? Yo, listen, I don't was, think it was an exceptional match or anything. It I don't was think it was there. terrible, but I didn't, you know. Look, and again. I also I, wasn't I, watching it much because I didn't care who won. Well, but here's the thing. You compare that match here to the match that they had at the all women's pay-per-view was evolution or right that was called evolution yeah, right dana brooke um yeah you compare those two matches that's not even the same thing oh sure was, of that, course like, but that, like, it was it was all about will they really fight then they got past that shit and then it was listen i'm gonna go as far as saying in my view in pro wrestling that you could do Everything you do, I'm going to take two different matches here, right? I'm going to say you could do two different things, two different matches, and they could be the exact same. But if you told me a compelling story in one of them, it's ten times better than yep. if you didn't tell me before. Yep. Like, I'm just not as interested in tuning in and watching, right? So, like, they could have put on a five-star match, and it would have felt like a three-star match to me because I didn't care to focus mm. on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? 90%. Hey, by yeah. the way. Uh, shout out to Mr. Fourthrow, who's also in the chat. Uh, he was referring to that you were correct about your uh, oh. fat fashionista uh, research. So credit to you on that. Uh, but shout out to Mr. Fourthrow uh, in the chat. And again, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much. But if you want to join the conversation, hit up our Twitter. We always tell you when we're going to be live on YouTube and then join us. Sometimes it's a Wednesday night because of the holidays, but most times it's on a Thursday night, 7 the Central time. Okay. Like yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So join us yeah. uh, if you can. Right. Appreciate it. Uh, but let's get back into it. All right. Well, that was all the tweet the table. So I don't know if you want to jump right into the news or if you want to. Um, yeah. Well, you know, again, we got a late night here. We're keeping mm-hmm. some people. Thank you again. Kata, Katie, Forthrow, all the others that are also in there as well. Um, but yeah, let's let's leave them with some news because again, it's a holiday week. We're a little bit extended time period away from you. We got to educate you before we get out of here, so that you can talk about some things with your family at the dinner table. Because obviously, right. you talk about pro wrestling. So some of the you know some I got four news topics for you. Some of the biggest topics of discussion uh, in the pro wrestling world behind uh, and, and some in front of the camera. So here we go. You ready, Tom? For the mother loving news. Shouldn't play with knives. Well, Eddie Kingston will try to shank you if you do, if you do. The Butcher suffered a torn bicep in last week's AEW Dynamite tag team match between the Butcher and the Blade versus Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii, according to the Wrestling Observer. The injury occurred near the end of the match, and there's been no official timetable announced for the Butcher's in-ring return. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. But you know what that fucks up? Mm. he's a guitarist so he's probably can't even fucking play the guitar because he was on tour left the tour for this match and now he probably fucked himself out of two paychecks Ooh, and the band probably loves that oh man and he was looking That's... all spelt we were talking about how he looked good oh, and ready to, he you were looks... ready to make him the tnt champion Let's do it still. I mean, if he can look like that when he comes back from injury, that's who I'm Torn going bicep. with. Again, severity of the tear, of course, but how long is that? I mean, that's that's a while. It's not a week. It's not yeah. a week. <laughs> a couple weeks to a month or so, isn't it? I mean, that's... Yeah. That's yeah. more than that. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's some time. Uh, 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 all right. Well, let's, let's hope for the best for old Butcher. All right. Let's move on. So, should we call him Johnny All Elite Wrestling? <laughs> 
No, 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 no. Johnny Gargano signed a contract extension with WWE NXT this week, but only for one additional week. As contract negotiations reportedly continue, Gargano's current contract will now expire on December 10th, 2021. You thought Uh, I was talking about else? I thought you were talking about John Morrison. Uh, Because, you know, when he does like Johnny Impact, Johnny mm -hmm. Mundo, all that, I thought you meant like he was Johnny Wrestling. The yeah. Johnny All Elite Wrestling. Better better than John Morrison. No offense to John oh, Morrison. Oh, of course. Um, however. He's going to be no. on Impact in 90 days. Well. Oh, good. Three. He was the former yeah. champ. He did some fun things over there. Now he can go be with Matt Cardona. Yeah, exactly. Him and Matt Cardona are best friends from all the social media posts that you see. So good. Have fun. Um, but with Johnny Gargano, again. I don't like, here you go. I'm going to give you five wrestlers. Tell me if you want to see Johnny Gargano or Gargano on dynamite more than these five people. Here you go. Ready? Yeah. Max Caster. Mm, no. Okay. I mean, Gargano's got some comedic talent to him. So who are you going with? Max. Caster. I think Gargano gives you more consistent better like stories and act like we haven't seen enough from max caster but if we're talking it depends on where on the card right look look i'm just gonna tell you one thing uh, peeking behind the curtain for all the listeners here uh me and you share wrestling stuff 24 yeah. 7 we're always mm-hmm. sharing wrestling stuff uh we share max caster raps yeah. we ain't sharing no fucking johnny okay, Gargano listen, but you're stuff. gonna do one rap a week right like yeah I don't want that to go away. All right. So then two, Darby Allen. Yeah, I want to see Gargano more than Darby Allen. Get the fuck out of here. I don't like Darby Allen at all. Miro. Mm, no. No, I want Miro. Uh the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer. <sighs> Probably Archer because Gargano's going to fill a similar role to, like, the elite guys. And then fifth is Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Sammy Guevara. Now, the thing is, though, I I would rather see Gargano than the Young Bucks. And hot take, people are going to burn me for this one. I would see Gargano. I would rather see Gargano than Adam Cole. No, no, you're wrong. No, No, I'm not wrong. Again, I'm a storytelling fan. Yeah, and I Adam like Gargano's Cole. moments and segments of storytelling more than I like Adam Cole's. 100%. If Adam, I like this argument. I'll go with mm-hmm. you on this one. No, you're wrong. Because if Johnny Gargano is your baby face, you're good to go. Johnny Gargano is your heel. I, fuck the that way? nerd. The way wasn't a heel. Like, I know they were heels, <laughs> okay, but yeah. they were fucking dumb yeah. dumbs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think, look, there's tons of times you get small dudes, you know, that yeah, are loud right. mouths that can tell a good story with, with muscle. Yeah, but again, like the way, right? If you have Johnny Gargano, the way. But Adam Cole's the same way. Adam, Adam Cole's the same, like. No, Adam Cole can be believable and mean and ruthless way no more, more than Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. No way. Yeah, why not? And and Adam Cole's the cool guy. He's got Britt Baker. Johnny Gargano, I know he's married to a nice lady yeah. and stuff, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. no, Adam Cole, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, I'm going. I'm Team Gargano in that fight. Ah, but anyhow, <laughs> what I was saying is those five people I'm taking over Johnny Gargano okay. on Dynamite every single time. All right, well, let's move on to the next story. 
And half of them were against John Cena. Randy Orton moved ahead of Kane this week as the WWE superstar who has appeared in the most WWE pay-per-view events in history with his tag team match at Survivor Series excuse me, being his 177th WWE pay-per-view match and counting. Wow. That's pretty incredible. It's a lot. Man, what a compiler. I wonder what percentage of them had John Cena involved in it. Like, I, I, I want to, like, kind of pull up WrestlingData.com and yeah. do a little deep dive and figure out. Might be in the double digits. Yeah, I would feel like his top five opponents would be, like, Cena, Sheamus, um, Big Show, Henry, Kane. Mark Henry. Kane. Yeah, like, those would probably be up there. I don't know if that was Hardy. or not. Yeah, Jeff one Hardy. of the Hardys. Jeff Hardys, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but kind of feels like a compiler, right? Like as as much as he is an all time great, air quotes, he's an all time great when he wants to be. That's the, I think the book on Randy Orton is when he turns it on and it's like I'm interested in the storyline, legend killer, the stuff against the the authorities, you know, things like that. The stuff he's doing right now with RK Bro, wow, great stuff, right? Awesome. But when it's Sheamus for the U.S. title. Man, that's the skippable everything, right? And that's not good. That's not an all-time great kind of thing. Is the RK Bro stuff that great? I like Matt Riddle. It's it's I mean, more I like Riddle. Matt Riddle, but like now he's just enough. How like long him can we stuff. do this shtick? Well, here's the thing. I, that's not their fault, right? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. In concept, it's well, good, sure, but right? like as a concept of the whole thing, that's why I'm like, all right, yeah. When do we get to the fight? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, little offshoot story. Okay. One that you're not going to like as much. Natalia got her 500th win in WWE this week. And I, I remember maybe Eight. seven of them. <laughs> totally different feel with that one there, right? Nah, I mean, gosh, bless America. <laughs> I just, I've never, I, I, will, I will die on that hill. I do not understand the appeal. <laughs> Of and again, she is beautiful. She is it's, very smart. It's, yeah, it's a backstage her, friend. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. She's the mentality. She's the mentality of the fat friend. Mm. That is what I mean. I'm not. I'm not body shaming her. It's the mentality. And I fucking don't. Who likes that person? Who likes the cock block at the bar when she? Ah, hey, well, before you talk to allegedly, she ain't cock blocking much. She's. Remember that guy sued her for like oh, being yeah, a dominatrix yeah, yeah. that yeah, would yeah, like yeah, yeah, beat yeah. him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm wonder saying? Like, I wonder what happened to that case. I don't know. We should look into that maybe. We should look into that. But yeah, Randy Orton. Going back to Randy Orton. Um, fun. But it's another guy where I think in a different era, he's not having this run because there's other companies, there's other competition. When he does go through those long stretches of not caring, that's maybe when he gets cut, right? That's maybe when he would go to WCW or make a round in ECW, things like that, you know? Um, But yeah, he's fine. He's fine. All right. All right. We'll hit the final news story and then we'll be out of here. You said don't try it at home. You never said don't try it at the arena. Wait a minute. Before we go into the story, mm. though, Kata uh, has a fun fact. Randy Orton mm. has had more matches than Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I think I saw that. I would like to see a source on that. 
I'm, well, it wouldn't shock me because of modern well, day I'm science. I'm more interested in his source on the second one where he says, also, Ric Flair has had approximately 2,000 matches more than Hulk Hogan. That seems like a lot. Because if you're doing two a day, every day for a year, you hit 600, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you would have to be, I mean, I guess there's a long career. If he was working that much more than Hogan. I don't know, but. It's interesting. Anyhow, so yeah, let's go into this crazy, All right. unfortunate story. You said, you said, don't try it at home. You never said, don't try it at the arena. Oh, this poor guy. An audience yeah. member attacked Seth Rollins during this week's WWE Raw as Rollins was walking towards the backstage area. The suspect charged and hit Rollins with a spear. Security immediately responded and pulled the person off of Rollins and dragged him out of stage view. WWE issued a statement that read, WWE takes the safety of its performers very seriously. The individual who attacked Rollins has been turned over to the New York Police Department and will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. ESPN reports that the New York Police Department arrested the 24-year-old after the attack, and he is being charged with attempted assault and attempted violation of arts and cultural affairs, including the disruption of a live sporting event. It was later revealed through social media that the attacker was the victim of a catfishing incident where he believed he was involved in a financial deal with Seth Rollins that reportedly fell through, causing him decide to decide to attack Rollins. Um, wow. Did Obviously, the, this person needs some assistance. Well, right? did you hear the video? I, I came across it. I didn't know yeah. who it was, honestly. I watched the video. So he said that Goldberg and Vince McMahon told him to attack Booked Seth him Rollins. for this, yeah, because he said he had an issue with him. Yeah. Well, then he also said... I have an issue with Colby Lewis, which is the real name of Lopez Seth Rollins. Yep. or Lopez, excuse yep. me, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Colby Lopez. Um, then which is the sh- did it for the the bloodline and the family? I did it for Rikishi. It did it for the Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, this person needs help, and I, we're not going to make fun of that or make no. light of that. Obviously, no. Um, you know who I will make fun of though in this situation? Uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. You fucking dumb, dumb, small-brained idiot. Oh, I, I liked it better. Said. Oh, I liked it better when the wrestlers were tougher than the fans. Oh. That's what he said. Like, you fucking idiot. You, you... would have got speared just like fucking Rollins did in this moment. Yeah, that wasn't a And it was two up. seconds. He didn't have time. Like, as soon as he got free, the, the guy was already subdued. What was he supposed to do? Yeah, that, that culture of like, oh, he should have had a knife on him and then you know shanked him or whatever. But yeah, it was two seconds. It was a it was an uncontested shoulder check because he didn't know what was happening. So, and then it was over. So Fuck I here, will Chavo. say this, I, and I saw somebody kind of tweet about this, and, and it makes a great point, right? Like, I know like in football when somebody goes streaking, they want to ignore it, right? Cut away from it, don't say anything. But we all saw... Rollins gets straight speared out of his boots. The announcers react. We heard them react. And then they act like nothing's going on. And he's up and whatever. Like, we saw and heard the announcers react. You at Mm -hmm. least say, like, an audience member or whatever is taken out of here. Like, you at least. Don't you acknowledge it? Well, so that's the that's always the theory of like people want to be acknowledged, right? So that's why they're going to do it. Now this but guy had different motives. You say like a person, and you don't give him a name, you don't show him again. You just be like, Ron's is okay, right? Like then you show him again, and he's like, but, but like well, he, that was just weird. So he did come out again, and that's yeah. when he was doing the like looking for mm-hmm. fans kind of thing. I thought that was fun. 
what I would do in those situations, because mental illness is a real thing, especially in the pro wrestling community. I've been to enough pro wrestling shows. I know the audience fairly well after watching this thing for 30 Not too dissimilar years. from the MMA shows. and Yeah, you know. very similar, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Say something as far as, like, Seth Rollins is okay. However, this is when we have to say, like, this guy, even though, again, the, you know, whatever. But, like, this guy is going to go to jail. For, like, tell the punishment. Like, let him know this guy is banned from all WWE events. He's going to jail for 20 days yeah. or whatever. His fine is this so that people don't think, oh, well, I can go streaking and what's going to happen? Yeah. I spend one night in jail? No, you're I just fucked. also, I will also caution a lot of people. Like, we see a whole bunch of these, like, oh, he gets his ass beat. I hope he's still, like, this guy obviously has mental health issues. Yeah, this was And not- he got duped, right? Like, the real criminal here is the person who duped this person and catfished him into a financial deal. Like, mm-hmm. that's who led to all of this. And mm-hmm. they're going to go away roughly essentially scot-free here to the next um, person so it's almost it's sad to me right like this guy and that's probably was a fan probably loved the guy right and now is in this situation that he mm-hmm. shouldn't have been in and, and that that again goes to like more of that culture of like chavo guerrero jr and undertaker talking about i don't know uh, you know shaving yeah. with a fucking pistol or whatever it is. And it's like, you fucking idiots. Like, stop with your tough guy bullshit. You do a fake theater. Like, get the fuck out of here. You want to be a tough guy? Go to the fucking uh, cage or know meet for me fact, out of the gym. All of them guys shaved with a pistol. I know yeah, for Yeah, probably. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> and just get real close. Just get it like yeah. right there. And you just fire. Yeah, bah! And <laughs> <laughs> it took the hair right off. Got it right. there. Yeah. All right, that's uh, all the news stories I got. Unless you got any wrap ups on that, or I know you no. But I want to wrap up. Yes, I want to wrap up with uh, a great uh, suggestion that I have for anyone that has the funds to do so. I have enjoyed AEW Dynamite so much, as you've heard from this podcast episode. I have enjoyed both Dynamite and Full Gear to levels that are just out of this world. By enjoying some guys' potato chips. Now, these guys' potato chips that I got here are the French fry seasonings from Joe's KC. It's a collaboration. Go online here. if you're international, Kata, and get these chips. Let, they let are me do so something first here. Get. Let oh, me, uh, they're, oh, it's the wrong color. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, ah! let me take off your uh, green screen here. Real quick. Oh, here. Look, there you go. Here. Look, now everybody can see the magic behind the camera. There we I go. Now pull it back that. a little bit. All we can see is the Joe's. Well, here right. you got yeah. that. Now put my yep. put my screen back on. There we go. Okay. Uh, there we go. Like Joe's Kansas City. Yep. No, no, hold the chips up again. Ah, here there you go. go. Look at that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, back a little bit from the camera. It's too close. Ooh. There you go. See, look at that, guys. Joe's Kansas City French fry season. I love it. Love it. Love it. It is so good. I had this the entire two hours I was watching Dynamite tonight. Uh, I obviously had my other guys' potato chips when I was watching Full Gear. I this isn't a, like I'm not getting paid. I'm just telling you, it's so good. You guys should be eating this as much as possible. I love Joe's. And I, I love, love guys. The, the guys, you got to get off the green. You got to change color just for yeah, us. No, just no, for no. us. Give us some special bags. <laughs> yeah, make some red bags or something. Like, come on. <laughs> I love it. But they're I so good. It. They're so, so good. good. Look, at mm-hmm. these. Look at these chips. Look at that. That's what I'm going to leave you with. If you can get it, go get it. Guy's potato chips, specifically the French fry seasoning from Joe's Barbecue here in Kansas City outstanding the spanish announce table